Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin, except no sandwiches. Dear listeners, welcome to the den on a cool, grey, wet, windy afternoon here in South Bermondsey. You've joined me, of course, for FA Cup action this afternoon, dear listeners. The visit of our Trello Championship promotion rivals, Sheffield United. Lions extension of pitch along with the, the Blades. Your mill side this afternoon sees one or two changes, as we might have expected, for uh, the faded glory of the FA Cup. It is faded, most of the den is... Uh, um, at least half of it's shut down. The Coldplay Lane is shut. The Dockers Upper is shut. Only the West End and the lower reaches of the East. And I guess the away supporter are here. Your, your Mill team, though, I was diverted away from a bit of in-game colour comment there. But Bilkowski stays in goal for this week. You've got backline familiar backline: Murray Wallace, Sean Hutchinson, Cresswell comes in for Cooper. Then Danny Mack uh, in front of them. I think uh, Honeyman and Saville. The attacking three will be Mason Bennett. Good to see him back. Shackleton comes in for Fleming, who is rested this afternoon. Vogel, Sammer. And then up front, the ever-willing, ever-running, Mr Dynamo, Tom Bradshaw. As I said, the FA Cup has a kind of faded glory, but rather like one of these old faded show business stars. It can still give you a bit of pleasure. You might want to build a, a long-term plan around it, but it's certainly... Um, still capable of presenting some of the great moments. They were just running a video before the start of today's game, showing some of the great FA Cup moments in recent Mill history. Dennis Wise, Steve Morrison scoring against Watford in that, um, and then Sean Cummings in that Cup run a few years ago. Everton, of course, Murray Wallace, late, late, late. So the Mill um, historically have a reputation of being a Cup side. I think that's a fair comment. We probably um, to the detriment of our league position at times, certainly in. 2003-04 when we made the cup final I'd say that we gave up a very good chance of uh, league success in favour of the glory fleeting glory of cup football got a question this afternoon for you dear listener as we both sides go into their respective huddles is whether the who wants a cup run who doesn't or don't any of them we shall see attacking the away end in accordance with the dictums of the, uh, the venerable Bede, 9th century Anglo-Saxon England, jotting it down in the Anglo-Saxon chronicle, Mill must always attack the Colgrove lane end in the second half. 
about to kick us off. Dual saddle. Away we go. Third round of the FA Cup, once upon a time, is a big, big deal. It's, um, it's a sad thing now to to think that it doesn't hold the same kind of grip on the collective imagination, but I include myself in that um, failing listeners because on the show yesterday speaking to Neil Fissler, I was saying how we can do without a cup run. That's what kind of talk is that from the Mill supporter. I admonished myself afterwards. Early break forward. This is the uh, 29, quite hard to see the numbers. Short from outside the box over the bar, thankfully. That's inside the first 30 seconds shot for Sheffield United. Curious empty quality around the den. But uh, maybe some action will liven things up. Both sides will want to avoid injuries, really, with listeners, won't they? No one ever wants an injury, but you know what I mean. It's, uh, it's a fixture both could have done without in some ways. I'm going to have to stop talking this game down, listeners. Can't beat the excitement of being in the fourth round draw, though. I must say, it's a, it's a, I'm curiously um, have mixed emotions about the FA Cup, listeners. I kind of love it, and I want it and don't want it. Do you, you ever had that feeling? You want it, but you know it's wrong. Sheffield now pressing forwards, ball out wide right. They're second in the table at the moment, along with Burnley. They look like the two sides that are nailed on to get the, at the moment, to get the automatic promotion slots in the, in the, in the table. Yes, they suffer a catastrophic loss of forms. A shot from the edge of the pen. That's going to go for a corner, right-sided corner for Sheffield. Third minute. In it comes. Deep one, it's headed back across the face of the goal. No danger there, listeners. One towards four minutes. Just been reading on the train coming over it, listeners. Uh, Vogel Sam apparently was a target for Fulham previously and also Millwall at one point. It uh, says it was his dream to play in England from Germany. Never played anywhere else other than Germany. And at one point, was sought after by Fulham during their championship phase. Here comes Sheffield down the left side, running to Danny Mack there. Apparently Vogelsammer had played in uh, the German national scene, under-18, under-16 level, the, uh, whilst he was in uh, Bielefeld, Armenia Bielefeld. Won the second, uh, second Bundesliga title in 2020 with him. He does, however, employ the services of a sports psychologist, listeners. Sports psychology. He says, I haven't spoken, he says, I haven't spoken to her, the psychologist, since I've been in England. But we are always in contact. It's good for my personality, my mental health, and my general health. I have a lot of exercises I've learned from. I try to do this at home. The exercises have to do with focus, and I'm good enough, and I'm not bad. Stuff like that. I suppose that's visualisation. NPL, is it? Ball into the box there from the left, whilst I waffle away about this psycho babble. NLP, New Linguistic. It's going to go into the arms of uh, Bart Belkowski as uh, Sheffield came down there. Rain is chucking it down there, listeners. So there we are. Good stuff by Andreas Vogelsammer. Strong player. And here is the man himself. He tucks it inside. Tom Bradshaw can't drink it round the defender there. Unfortunately, it's a nice little take and turn from Vogel. Ticking towards 18 minutes. Mill just picking up the second ball a little bit more now. Looking a little bit more purposeful coming forwards. 18 minutes in. The sheet grey sky here, listeners. It is chucking it down with rain out there at the moment. I think it's coming and going. But the sky is sheet grey. They've got the floodlights are kind of um, 
we'll call it our ice white against the grey of the sky. It's kind of uh, ruggedly beautiful with the old um, incinerator plant picked out in a pale white light, quite eerie. 21 minutes halfway through the first half, pretty much. I'd say they've been the team with the most possession. Certainly had the best chance of the game, that shot over. They've got a little bit of pressure going here. Mill haven't really produced anything direct in front of goals uh, so far. At least said thus far, listeners. Where we've got the word thus from. Sounds a bit antiquated, doesn't it? Right side of the corner. In it comes. It's headed clear by Tom Bradshaw. Doing his defensive work. Smell of vinegar on people's chips. It has some kind of... Um, an addictive quality that goes beyond the actual delivery. I, I don't know what you are, where you stand on the whole fish and chips question, listeners. But the, uh, for me, the promise of fish and chips always far out punches the actual delivery. I'm not that bothered about fish and chips, but the smell is a killer. Here comes Shefford on the right side, man free on the right, there's 1 0. Ball broke from midfield down the right channel. Uh, finished very, very well, 22 minutes in. Nicely worked goal, in truth. Got to say, it's been coming. I mean, I've not seen anything really to change my opinion. They've been the stronger side in the opening quarter of the, of the game. Mill haven't really created anything at all so far. We've hinted at it, but we haven't done it. Endless walk back now to Reform. I was just reading an article, actually, about uh, the proposed um, IFAB, the International Rules Body and Organisation, wanting to bring in changes like we saw with the World Cup. There's two options in terms of um, getting the pace of the game up to do away with the time-wasting game management, whatever way you want to call it. So there's two concepts really. One is what we saw at the World Cup where you've got loads of time added on at the end of the game. We're talking about what eight, nine, ten minutes in some cases, wasn't there? Um, that's one possibility. The other possibility is that there's a uh, the game is reduced to a 60 minutes, but there's an in-game clock running like you see in American sports, you know, uh, basketball, American football, where as the ball leaves play, it's stopped. I think I prefer the idea of um, what we saw in the World Cup, personally, but I'm not against the 60-minute stop clock approach. For me, anything that stops the whole game management business is uh, it's got to be a good thing for the game, generally. Uh, and we do it too, everyone does it, but that's not to make it right. Anyway, enough lecturing. Here come Millwall, halfway inside their own half, 24 minutes after that setback. Poor ball forwards, in truth, cut out by Sheffield United. Millwall's long punts forwards are not beating the defence at all. This is uh, Mason Bennett chasing the goalkeeper. He's forced an error out of him there, but the long ball forwards is not working, listeners. 25 minutes in. Where do you stand on the whole time-wasting business, dear listener? Are you for these initiatives? Do you like them? Do you like game management? Is it OK? I don't know. I, I hate it, personally, but do you, how do you see it? Do let us know in the comments, on the Twitter, or just... Uh, well, you can email me, even. You can, you can, anyway, let, let me know what you reckon. Debate, I suppose, with a, a fixed... Uh, game clock is when does the, the clock stop? Will it stop for every single moment if the ball goes out of play? That would seem slightly over the top for, for throw-ins and the like, but certainly uh, any moments of, um, you know, where the ball's gone out of behind for a goal kick or something of that kind, where you've got 
opportunities to take your time. Some of our balls forward today have been very, very poor so far, listeners. 33 minutes. This is Tom Bradshaw, though. Having said that, it's ruled by Luckman Design, but we do win some space. That's a poor cross in just to... Um, I was just going to undo my own point, and it got made back for me again there. It was just a poor, poor ball in from the right there. This is Sheffield now on the right side. 35 minutes, ball in on the right. That's 2-0. A, that's, that's, that's taking a deflection in. Ah, reinforcing the no-one can be bothered vibe of the, um, of the WhatsApp messages, listeners. I'm going to have to see that one again. That was a very strange, took a deflection, looked like it floated in. Over Bart Bielkowski, have a look where they show it. I think a few might well be making for the exits already over in the, the lower east. 2 0. I don't know if this is half time beers or if people just had enough, but uh, 36 minutes in, it's certainly been um, nondescript from the mill perspective so far. This is, this is uh, Shackleton now on the, on the left side. I've only paid a tender for this list, so I suppose I shouldn't be complaining, but um, it does seem like everyone's on 70% mode out there. Like when your phone goes on to low power mode, you've already got your battery left, that kind of sense. Couple of Sheffield United players getting a bit of digging. If you can't win the game, dig out the opposition. We're digging out down there, number two, and the number, the number, number ten. We have to look these up. Don't know where they are. George Bulldock and Billy Sharp. A bit of traditional abuse going on there, listeners, anyway. I'm, I'm now wrestling with my own dilemma of saying at the start of today's show and on previous uh, editions of this podcast that we don't need a cup run. Um, now we're actually in it, it's, it's kind of, um, well, it's tedious to watch it, and it doesn't seem very Millwall, so um, I'm wrestling with myself, listeners, this is Mason Bennett on the left side, what can he do? Shines on mix, oh, but Bradshaw's hit the post, how did he hit the post from there? Got the shot in from the left by Mason Bennett. Falls to Tom Bradshaw inside the six-yard box. Somehow he manages to chip it onto the uh, base of the post for a left-sided corner. Maybe the goalkeeper got a hand to it. Pushed it onto the post, perhaps. Left-sided corner in that case. Jules Savile's going to take. 43rd minute. That was Mill's closest opportunity, that's for sure. It's uh, over the heads of everybody. Game over, says Graham. I think that uh, if we'd have got a goal there, it might have made a more interesting second half, Graham. But um, as it is, 2 0 feels a very, very long way back, given that we've looked so um, run down. Maybe we'll get on to uh, Vogie's sports psychologist, get a bit of general um, visualization going here. I don't know. I might need it, listeners. I might get one. My own personal psychology. Ball forwards as Mason Bennett chase. That's going to be cleared by the goalkeeper. It is. After 50 years, I've become inured to it, listeners. You have too, I bet. How many years have you done that? You've become worn down by Millwall. Half time. Millwall nil. Sheffield two. Редактор
Mailball. I've discovered Michael Avery. I was going to go and say hello to Aaron, who's covering the show today, listeners. But uh, I went downstairs to the concourse, and it's like uh, the black hole of Calcutta down there. So we've got Michael instead. Mike, that was dire. Awful. I, mean, I, I said before the game that we don't need a cup run. But bloody hell, we're not getting a, a cup run at the moment, are we? No, no, we're not going to at all. And ironically, my, my boy's got his phone with him. And he sort of said to me, oh, I'm going to get my phone out and film. Um, film a goal and I was like well you can film the log there's got to be a shot on target I don't think we've had a shot on target well, we had the Bradshaw oh, the, the Bradshaw one the, yeah, I've yeah. Done if he, he must have pushed it on the post but. Yeah. but I mean apart from that Bradshaw one we've done nothing Murray Wallace his passes began all over the place I mean, that, that's, that's something that I can't indulge I mean we don't want a cup run particularly we have got a promotion um, situation going on but Blimey, uh, we, you know, we, we really do look off the pace, so that, that would worry me if I, if I was Gary Rowett, to be honest. And the thing is, as well, I don't know about you, Nick, but, or how you perceive the game, but it's just effortless for Sheffield United. That, that goal, they, their first goal, the way they just knocked it around, it was as if it's effortless, we're not putting in the effort in, no, are we? No, not at all. Uh, I'm really glad I came, mate. <laughs> so am I. Teams are out for the second half. This does mean we will be attacking the empty cold blow lane in the second period. Very flat feeling. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, just talking to Michael half time. I don't know what the team instructions from Gary Rowett would have been before the game. We all have been saying the same thing about we don't need a cup run, blah, blah, blah. But that was a very half, um, half committed performance in that first half. Fleming's on for the second half, as you may have gathered from the chance around us be nice to see something just to lift us a little bit we have all bothered to come to the football this afternoon we have all paid reduced prices 10 pounds so we are hoping to see something entertaining at least during the course of the remaining 45 minutes i don't mean it's too much to ask here comes shifting down the right side now ball back across the face of the goal it's high falls to the three on the left side 50 minutes on the clock. They're looking much by far the more dangerous of the two teams. They've got that two-goal lead already and now they're trying to turn on their party pieces in front of our penalty area. Mill struggling generally to get any sense of coherent play at the moment. Listeners, it's a pretty poor show by the Lions. They're drinking past our defence like we don't exist, listeners. Cresswell at last there. Sorts the uh, press down the right side out. 51st minute, Sheffield still pressing forwards, looking for that third goal that will, if it's not sealed already, that will certainly finish us off. Looks like it's going to be Jake Cooper coming in. It's a strange move given that we're, the game is drifting. Tyler Bury, that makes a bit more sense. Sorry, SA is coming in. Roman SA, good to see. Oh, for fuck's sake, this is Barton Cresswell trying to do a bit of possession football there. It is hoofed clear by Cresswell, thankfully. A lovely little death ball by SA there, trying to find Savile. That was just unlucky to. Just like a, a, a yard to uh, overhit there, but that was a good idea. What do we make of this performance, listeners? Um, I was only half in jest, but I wonder what the pre-match instructions from Gary Rout would have been, that we all know that we can 
do without a cup run. Um, is that what they tell a team? I don't know. Is, is that the kind of unspoken thing that uh, kicks around a dressing room before a performance like this? I don't know because we've played pretty much at three, on you know seventy percent mode. Sheffield United haven't really had to work that hard to to be ahead, to be in front. Coming towards 65 minutes, so we're coming towards the halfway point of the second half. Um, as matters stand, we certainly won't be encumbered of a cup run in whatever becomes of our league season. So I suppose that's that's uh, is that a good thing. Yeah, it is a good thing. I suppose. Dunno. Rain chucking it down in, in waves out there now, listeners. 66 minutes. It is pelting down. Adding to a general sense of um, misery. <laughs> 2-0 Michael's posted this game is so boring that the away fans are chucking a bobble hat around and cheering it. Apparently that's source of excitement in the Sheffield United sections. I can't see them. There's a group of, uh, I don't know if they're German fans over in the far corner waving scarves around in a 70s style. Uh, anything that gets you through the game. Because the, uh, the, there's little in the way of compulsive excitement out on the pitch. Just looking at some uh, Twitter comment. Uh, the club aren't bothered, says the Griffin. The club, the club aren't bothered. Fans don't seem overly bothered. And a manager and players aren't bothered. So that probably sums it up quite nicely, Griffin. We have carved out nothing, really, in the second half, in, in truth. Or in the whole game. I don't that chance springs to mind for, for Tom Bradshaw. And they hit the post in the first half. It's, uh, the, the Germans are rocking over in the far corner over there. They're really into it. Good luck to them. We're talking about foreigners, not the 70s rock band either. Listen, there's foreigners at the den, weren't we? Neil and I yesterday. Long ball forwards. This is this is sharp number 10. Cleared off the line by Jake Cooper. There he is. Left side of the corner. Probably should have scored that there. Shot from uh, penalty there. No penalty. Shot blocked. 81 minutes. Sheffield claiming for a penalty there. I don't think it was. In the way, he just got nudged. Millwall may have, I don't know, may have dodged the bullet there. Very strange afternoon, in truth. It's been um, extremely half-hearted. Like no one wants to be here. And the whole thing has been um, rather pointless. SA looks a good player. Nice little guy taken turn into Evans, who's lost it, as you can appreciate around me. But that was a really nice deft touch inside by SA. Scenes, scenes of a biblical nature out there, Michael, now. It's quite um, been an afternoon of it, mate, isn't it? Um, well, this is. Oh, blimey. Lightning. <laughs> Lightning, uh, yeah. That's the only bright, brightest thing we've seen on here today. But... I think it's the judgment of the Almighty up there. He wasn't happy with what he's seen this afternoon. Uh, Jimmy's probably put money on it, hasn't he? Uh, this is, yeah. Poor, poor guy. Yeah, it's bad. And that's another bad miss by Vogelsama earlier on as well, weren't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's hard. I can't see us building a, a promotion pushing with him as a leading the lines. Do you know what? Advocated. I hate, I hate to say it, but there's a few. I don't normally sit in block two. I'm here today. Yeah. But there's a couple of them who are uh, giving him a bit of a hard time now. So yeah. will, will he be the next boo boy? We've moved on from Tyler. 
giving you a set like. Go forward is it's trying to bury wide right now. 89 minutes. Yeah. Sums up the afternoon. Really. Yeah, literally. And and I mean, just a moment ago with George Evans, we, we were saying at half-time that lack of effort. Yeah. George Evans, he um, he's coming as a sub, so he's one of the fresher players. He's lost the ball, and he's not even bothered running back to try and get it. Is no, he? he's not exactly um, building uh, a link with Harry, is he? You know. No, no, no. <laughs> there is there is something that uh, it always seems to have with cup games. I find. Uh, but they always seem to put on these real weird subs, and you think, why well, put George Evans on? And about a week later, that player moves on to pastures new. Yeah. Could this be George Evans' last hurrah? Yes, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Yeah. I can't wait to go home. No, you need it. Big shout out to uh, Michael's sister. Hello! <laughs> she, she's. She's a fan, but we won't tell you what she calls the show by accident. <laughs> I think it was Auschwitz Millwall, wasn't it, or something? <laughs> That'd be a very different kind of show, listeners, if I produced Auschwitz Millwall. We haven't really, well, we've had a couple of moments where we might have, with a bit more effort, we might have got somewhere close, but overall, very poor show by Millwall. Also, got to think as well, we were lucky that Billy Sharp didn't score. A yeah. couple of years before, if he had that bit of pace that he used to have, yeah. he would have scored that. So, yeah. and, and again, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm one of the all fans. I like to uh, sort of uh, chuckle when things go awry for the um, opposition yeah. team as well. But, you know, we was all cheering he's missed it. But again, it was like the game against, uh, was it Wigan the other week when they blazed over the, um, no, not with yeah. Rotherham, where he blazed over the bar. You know, he's, he's poor defending and better finishing. We would have, we would have been down another Absolutely. Thank there you. is. Millwall nil, Sheffield United. So a big thank you, Michael Avery. Big shout out, Michael's sister. Oh, thank you. Hello. <laughs> and um, thank you for you to listen to <laughs> what has been a very strange and truth afternoon at Den. Um, we'll be back after these messages. Hello. Hi, Nick. John Rankin here, just ringing in with the uh, post match report. Absolutely drenched soaking and cold after a 2-0 defeat at the hands of Sheffield United at the Den in the third round of the FA Cup. First half, pretty abysmal. Um, Rowett kept some key players off the pitch. On the suspension, it really showed. There was no Fleming, Mitchell, Cooper. Uh, I'm afraid our defensive frailties were responsible for both goals, really, and it was one individual. I'm not going to name him but he's clearly well out of his depth at this level. Sheffield have got very, very good players. Um, I think it's uh, Jebenham who scored the goal, first goal for Sheffield, and he totally had poor old Charlie Crossall in his pocket. There was a lot of argy-bargy off the ball, and um, again, um, it was Sheffield away at Bramall Lane earlier this year, round two. Anyway, uh, second half started. Fleming came on and made an immediate impact within the first few touches of the ball. Um, he retained the ball in the midfield. His physicality um, sent a couple of Sheffield players falling to the floor quite legally, and he started to get the ball moving forward. And we were a lot better in the second half. Cooper came on. Um, we created a lot more. Uh, Tyler had a wonderful chance to play Vogie in um, at the closing few minutes, but chose to go for goal himself. I suppose that's his goal uh, 
goal hunting instincts got the better of him, but we did have a few chances. My one bright spot for Millwall is we've made a discovery, and his name is Roman Essa, a beautiful player, under pressure from some big bullying, and I'll say bullying for the right phrase, actually. I'm very pissed off with Sheffield uh, United number six. Um, I think he's a big professional bully, and I think he tried to stamp Roman Essa at one point. Um, but anyway, Roman SA dealt with it beautifully. He held the ball up in very pressurised positions, cut inside and distributed the ball beautifully, and there's definitely one for the future there. So, all right, we're out of the FA Cup. Who gives a fuck? Uh, we're, you know, we're concentrating on the playoffs. I want to see a much better performance against Sheffield United um, at the then though, and I just think it goes to show that when you've got really good class players um, scattered around the pitch and you've got a few individuals who aren't at the moment up to the mark with that level of football, good professional teams, whatever sport they play, will will just ex, um, exploit that weakness. And we had our uh, one or two weaknesses exploited mercilessly and ruthlessly in the first half. But anyway, um, we're going to make our way home now. And it's, let's focus on the league. And come on, you Lions! Morning, Nick. This is Jim Hackett. The uh, morning after uh, what I watched yesterday, which was, I felt, actually quite embarrassing. Hats off to all those that went to the game, because from the stream that I saw, the atmosphere was flat. The team that came out was, if there was a word that means less than flat, I think I'd use it. I thought it was a, a first half that was so embarrassing for me. It was Rowett put square pegs in round holes and didn't seem to to have G'd them up to put any fight into the game at all for the first half. And I just can't understand how we just go into a game. And as much as everybody says the FA Cup isn't sort of that important to assess season, surely just representing the club in the National Cup competition should be enough to actually put some fight into them players. And I, I, it's got to start with the manager. It can't come from anywhere else. He gave him a free hit by saying, you know, that sort of the priority was all about the league and and as much as they'd like to do well in the Cup, it wasn't the be-all and end-all of everything. And I think everybody else took on the same rhetoric that meant that by the time the players went out there, they didn't have to uh, give it their, their full it. I thought Hutchinson played excellently. You know, he, he seemed to be a man alone at the back. I thought um, Murray Wallace got ripped apart by the young lad from Sheffield United, and and Cresswell is a right or well, a right-footed defender playing on the left side, and he, he doesn't actually play that well on the right side. So I think it was uh, an accident waiting to happen, and obviously that the goals that came in the first half both came sort of through that sort of area. Um, in the middle of the field, I thought Shackleton played quite decently. He was uh, probably the only one of the two central midfielders that could walk away with his head held. I thought Savile looked a little bit off the pace. And again, maybe the time's coming with him where he feels a little bit more under threat now and and can only play in the bigger games. I don't know. But as for the rest of it, Bennett flattered a little bit. Um, Tom Bradshaw wasn't really at the races and, and Vogie, I think as much as he worked hard first half and second half, he really didn't show that much of quality. 
I think um, looking at the the substitutes that that Rout brought on, if they were going to be playing, why not start them and at least give us a a foothold in the game that would have got us somewhere. But as it was, bringing them on after the damage was done seems a bit but he daft if he's not that bothered about the game. He only took one one of them to get injured and it would have caused more problems, I think. But looking overall, if you look at the team, I thought our left-hand side, we had Murray, Wallace, Bennett, Bury, um, anybody else you want to throw in there, Vogel, Sanger, we are really struggling on that side of the pitch and it, it doesn't seem to matter when teams, good teams get at us, that's the side they come down and that's the side they give us grief with. So uh, maybe during this window, if we can get a striker, hopefully that, that'll be a, a start. But I think we do need somebody on the left-hand side. You've got you know, Malone, who I didn't throw in that little mix there. He's He seems to be ill or injured all the time now. Bennett is generally injured or get 60 minutes. Bury can't quite hit the marks just yet. Um, and Murray Wallace, I think any, anybody can see that if you're a player with a bit of pace, you can get round Murray, you know, quite comfortably, unless he's got a lot of protection. So for me, the, the day started out as a, a wait and see, see where it goes with a cup game. But after the first half, I, I did feel quite embarrassed. And, uh, and I don't say that very often, but today was one of those days, more like a pre-season friendly when we should have been showing a little bit more fight. As for the, the German supporters making a, a good fist of it in the corner, good on them. Why shouldn't they come along and uh, at least bring a little bit of life to a to a club that today really was found wanting? So I'm sorry to be so negative about this, but I feel that that everything conspired to, to make sure we let ourselves down today. And that was from the manager down to the players and uh, obviously all the comments everywhere. So I'm really sorry about this one, Nick, but let's hope we show some fight for the next one. OK, bye-bye. Uh, Nick. Matt Richards calling in, uh, driving back um, after the game. Oh, blimey. I don't know. What's, what, what is the point of the FA Cup, eh? I don't know. What's the point of going and watching Millwall in the FA Cup? Answers on a postcard, really. Um, yeah, it was just, well, I don't know, really. Just, what's it? We weren't up for it. Um, and I think the whole, the whole club, really, I mean... Us as supporters were going along, and um, you know I always want to watch Millwall. Always when I, when I see Millwall play, I always want to win. But it just it's just like a pre-season friendly, really. Um, I think we were still a bit shell shocked from when we played them early in the season. Uh, we sat back, they just walked the ball around us at will, um, you know, and yeah, I don't think we put enough effort in. Um, and it was just it was just really poor really. No no nothing on target in the first half. Sloppy defending. Um yeah, Creswell was making mistakes, but I don't want to just pull out one player, but um you know, nobody had a great game. Murray Wallace was being done. Uh Danny Mack didn't have a good game. Um it was just poor all round really. Um it's not much to say about the game, it's just um and in the, in the second half Changed it around. Um, I thought actually we did better at the start of the second half. We had a couple of crosses coming in. One from the right by Danny and one on the left um, uh, by Bennett, I think. And Bogusama missed them. Um, or he didn't get on the end of them. And then he missed a chance. Uh, the rain came down. 
Um, it was just just a really poor game. The only kind of thing that brightened it up really was, well, firstly, I, I managed to meet up with my mate John Husky Rankin before the game, so that was nice. And then during the game, we had the um, little show in the corner of Block 41 of, um, I don't know, I think there's some random German fans just having the time of their lives in the rain, watching Millwall lose 2-0. It was all, all very bizarre, really. Um, so that's it, you know, out of the cup, focus on the stuff which we really worry about, which is which is the league. So next week, we need to make sure all the players um, are fit and are actually ready for it next week and ready to fight because that's what we care about. And I'm sure the players care about that. You know, it's disappointing today because people are paid money today. Um, and so you expect to see effort. But, you know, I'm not going to dig them out because I don't know if, I don't know if I care about the FA Cup anymore, really. Anyway, that's it. That's that's it for me. Cheers, Nick. Come on, your lines. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live, from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating. They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Achtung, Mailball. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to Akdong Millwall, the, the post-match review. Joining us for this uh, unusual FA Cup match in many respects, an unusual guest. It's our North American correspondent, Mr. Joe Chats. Welcome to the show, Joe. Oh, Nick, thank you so much for having me. Truly an honor. Uh, happy to uh, hopefully talk a little bit of... Uh, I'm going to do my best to not say soccer, but it's going to happen a <laughs> you couple times. You can say soccer, I don't care. I you know it matters. It's football. We've got it. It was a terrible day today. I apologize to anybody who was there. I was dry in my house, having a great time. House. I can't afford a house, apartment. But, you know, it was fabulous. Uh, thank you for having me. Truly, truly a pleasure. No, great to have you on, mate. Um, this was a strange game, Joe. I, yeah. and I, going into the match today, um, I, I said on a couple of editions of the podcast that we, we could do without a cup run. We, we, our focus yeah. is on the championship. Our focus mm-hmm. is on finishing in the top six, in the top, the, 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 the playoff four, as I call them. Um, so that's one thing. And we certainly delivered on not having a cup run, Joe, didn't we? Because oh, gosh. Uh, that, 
That was ridiculous. Um, a, a, a more half-hearted performance from an, a Mill 11 that should have been, I think they were always going to be on the you know second best to Sheffield United, very decent side. But my word, that was that was weak and beige and like old, an old cup of tepid tea that's gone a little bit off off the it, temperature, listeners. It, it was ugly, and it was ugly early in Jaya, who I, I, I think we need to talk about. I mean, you have a Senegalese guy, the guy to replace Sanio Mane on a World Cup mm. squad, and he has his first chance 30 seconds into the game. And I'm like, okay, well, this is this is going to be a day if this is already happening when we know it's going to be him. Uh, so that was my first thought from the start. But in terms of just kind of how the 11 worked and how the team worked and how the lineup went, I was kind of thrown off by Mason Bennett getting the start just over Zeon. Because if you're down 2-0 and you're not going to take it that seriously, you can give Zeon 60 minutes and then they could have, you know, taken him off but just from the start I'm just looking at my notes and everything is in Jaya getting around people uh yeah. you had the long throws Tommy Doyle had a chance 12 minutes in and it just wasn't crisp anywhere you'd think with Hutch starting that's always you know the thing that brings us well uh together in the back line and it just wasn't there today and it's unfortunate I, if we want to have the positive outlook now with hindsight, I was thinking today the worst possible outcome was a match replay because going to Sheffield yeah, no one would have was the worst that. outcome. So yeah, at least we avoided yeah. that. But in terms yeah. of confidence after a good week, a good couple of weeks in form in the league, four unbeaten, having a week off, this just leaves a poor taste in your mouth. And it does. It does. I, I, I wrote this a little earlier and I pointed it out. Two shots on target for us in the two matches we've played total against Sheffield. Yeah. And yeah. they're coming back to the den in a month and 11 days. I'm scared because this was just kind of what we expected from Millwall when Jed was out last year, when it was the Rowett ball, maybe a shot on target a half. And it's just. We haven't seen that for a few months. And today it was, was so wishy-washy, Joe. It was so wishy-washy. Yeah. Um, wishy-washy is nice to put Yeah, I, I don't know what to to say of it, really. I mean, I, I, I love, would love to be a fly on the wall of the dressing room pre-match yeah. anyway. But let, today I would love to know what Gary Rowett would say to the team. Because clearly, clearly we don't want a cup run. We can do mm-hmm. without the fixture pile-up. We can do without the, the squad, I think. If it showed to anything today, it showed that once you get past our, our first choice 11, when they're really on form, when they're on it, we, we, we look quite scratchy quite quickly, don't we? Um, yep. So oh, take yeah. Fleming, take Zian out, and there's very little, if any, creativity. There's plenty of effort, although that was a bit uh, yep. a question some of that today as well, because... I, I wonder what his pre-match speech was, was there, Joe. Is it like you know, don't just pull your tackles, don't get injured, don't 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 rush around you too think much. That's don't when you get injured, right? It's always <laughs> when you don't go a hundred percent. I think this squad, which shows looking, it's a lot of the same guys who played back in August against Sheffield or September. I'm forgetting exactly yeah. what it was, but yeah. it was a lot of the same guys, and it seems like they were intimidated by a former. Uh, side that was in the Premier League this it, it just nothing about it looked good the first goal I was I, I don't know how I feel you were saying I was accurate about Cresswell he had a poor day 
to put it kindly. And I want that kid to thrive because he gave us that jolt we needed in August when nothing was going well. And he just really, those two mistakes in the first half that lead to goals. I watched the replay afterwards for the first goal. And it seems like Murray Wallace was also about a half step behind and Jebiston was able to get between the two of them. Having said that, one of them should have taken the tactical foul there. Yeah, I think based on the angle, it would have been incredibly harsh at home to have seen a red that early. And it's Daniel Jebison. It's not like uh, someone anybody cares about nationally. I don't mm. think he would have gotten the red card uh, called for that tackle. And I really wish we'd seen that there. And then the second goal. <laughs> I mean, one-on-one against, again, Injai, a guy who's good enough for to replace Sadio Mane. Yeah. That man, you don't go for two tackles. You just want to keep him in front of you. You just want to ensure that he doesn't wreak havoc. And that second goal, he created, he made that pass to Bogle, takes a terrible bounce, and Bart has nothing he can do about it. And, you know, it stinks for him. Uh, you know, had a tough uh, bounce back after the first win, but uh, yeah. He's doing all right, and it was just tough to watch for Cresswell. I want these Leeds guys. You know, I've got my American biases, so we like Jesse Marsh in this house as long as Leeds aren't. In I, I, I could hear your American biases, yes. Joe. Yes, I love it. No, so well, he played in Chicago when I was younger, and everybody who I've worked with has spoken about him. It's like he's yeah, he's yeah. a nice man, and I like his energy. Yeah. Uh, if you were yeah. our coach, I'd love it for a million reasons. But <laughs> Shackleton and Cresswell, it almost seems like I. Shackleton needed Ballard's Blackpool year yeah, in League yeah, One, yeah, and yeah, Shackleton, yeah. to me, is looking more and more like a League One player, and it stinks. He certainly wasn't on it today. No, um, he's another one of these guys. They don't, they're being a little too hesitant physically. Take the yellows. They were yeah. a little too off today, and we needed a little edge. Yeah, very strange. It was a strange affair. I, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to put myself in Gary Rowett's shoes to a to understand the, the starting eleven. I, now, I guess you what you can't do in the FA Cup, you can't deliberately pick a, 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 an obviously weakened side. You have to at least pay some lip service to to trying to win the game. So that's that. That's that's so he's, he's, he's picked. Home. You know, he's, he's, he's got to he's got to at least look like he's he's trying to win it, even though maybe privately he doesn't want to get into the full round. Which um, you know, but then you, I, I don't know, the, the substitutions made little sense to me. I mean, if if we're really not bothered about it, Joe, why are we risking Zian Fleming in a in a game that's clearly we're two yep. 0 down? We should have been three down. Yep. What? Yes. You know, if we've written it off, write it off. At least put your hand up and say, yeah, okay, we're out of this. You know. When let me ask you this question: Have Gary mm. Rowett's subs really ever made sense to you, even when things are going wrong? <laughs> and, you know, um, it's it's an area of criticism that I would certainly um, I would agree with that that yeah. stance that question because uh, it's it, well you can you know no no who's the answer <laughs> to that it, it's. <laughs> I'm trying to find a diplomatic way to put it here, but no, uh, no I mean, today made little sense to me mm-hmm. because, um, you know, you don't, if you're not risking your main, your main pieces, then don't risk them. Um, exactly. don't, put them on the pitch. don't play yeah. them. Um, it was, it was bizarre to see 
I, I didn't love the starting 11. I wish we'd thrown some of the younger guys out there. I think yeah. Yuri could have thrown 60 minutes out there. You know, when he's on and he can hold up play, we needed that guy. Yeah. Bradshaw wasn't doing it. Mason Bennett did okay, but, you know, him still returning to form, I really only care about him being able to play in the league at this point. If he can yeah. play 30 minutes off the bench, I'm thrilled. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm looking at the 11 today, this is where... Obviously, you wish you had a little bit more depth at certain positions. You wish you had another. It's like you wish you had Alex Mitchell, the play defender today, uh, just because you're not going to start George Evans, right? So you need. No, Harry, Harry will be having an absolute fit somewhere in Essex at the moment at the sight of George Evans coming out onto the pitch. Possibly. Yeah, probably. I'm just I'm just reading this fantastic blog, listeners, by uh, by Joe Chats. Actually, I'm just reading it. I'm speculating whether that was um, the uh, the last appearance in a Mill shirt for George Evans. He did look um, sluggish, Joe, didn't he? When he, you know, he's not a amongst amongst player. a group of players that looked yeah. a bit iffy. And the weather will do that to you. But that's when you'd think a guy like him who can make those cross field passes when George Evans is at his best, right? Uh, a few years ago, apparently, I've never it's really. Rare, seen it's him. a rare sight. Yeah. yeah, if you've seen that, I'd, I'd... yeah, it's it's <laughs> as rare good. as Ryan Leonard being healthy, right? I, where was he today? I would. He was he was warming up in front of us. Was, oh was, my god, how was he smiling? I hope. I hope he was, yeah. Right, he yeah. deserves it. I mean, the luck of that man. And I'm still thinking, I, I forget which match, that one tackle he had, uh, game yes. goal-saving tackle. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, just, but no, Rowett's lineup, it never seems to make sense. Uh, I loved Romain essay. Yeah, I saw that. You made him man of the match. He, he was fine. He, he was the only person I could say, he didn't really do anything poorly, you know? So I was, I, I'm just like, oh, you know, I, let's throw somebody in there who didn't bother me. And it was Romain Essay. Now, there was the tackle he had from behind in the box. And every replay yeah. I saw, that is not going to be a penalty. You don't want it called for you. You don't want it called against you. Yeah. So that tackle alone, I was like, you know what? Good on you. He gave the effort in the 30 minutes when it seemed like the energy was lacking a little bit. And yeah. that's all you can ask for from one of the young guys in this I time. Thought looked, I thought he looked very neat. Um, yeah. There's clearly a player in there, Joe. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he's a, he's a young boy. Um, yes. yes. I thought he showed one or two touches, one or two passes into spaces where you think, yes, that, that kid's got it. He, he knows what he wants to do. Um, very interesting, interesting player. A long way to go for him. Yes, we, yes, we missed does. two screamer chances. I think Bradshaw yep. hit the post in the first yep. half down in front and of me. It looked like there was a little tip there too from the keeper. Yeah, because uh, I gave a, a corner after yeah. that. I think he must have tipped it onto the post. Yeah, yeah, and it was a great feed from Mason Bennett. That was his yeah. real play of the game early on. And then the Vogel Sammer one drove me. Nuts. Yeah, he should have scored that. You he, know, he, he should have scored. So uh with the replay, I had the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. So yeah. if he went him he went far post. There was no way unless he goes outside of his foot, there was no angle for it and there was no angle for a deflection. If he mm. goes near post, even at the uh, keeper with his rocket, we know he's got the, probably the strongest leg on the A very team. strong shot. He's been yeah. very unlucky this season. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He's going to create chaos and yeah. that touch could have done a lot and it would yeah. have been nice to see and everyone in the crowd deserved it. Uh, for yeah. suffering through that, we would and, we we were in need of some entertainment, yeah. Joe. I mean, it's uh, very I can strange. Imagine. I did right. have a question about the seating. Were uh, the Millwall supporters in the rain, or were you guys covered 
in the I was all right. I was, I, 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 I okay. sit in a place called Bird, Birdship Corner, which is right up in the back of the stands where the pigeons live. That's what my friends um, call my apartment. <laughs> Birdship Corner. <laughs> um, the, I mean, the, 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 upper, the upper tiers are okay because okay. you've got the roof. But if you're in the lower tiers, then you're going to be exposed to the elements. And yeah, because I was the just they like... had They had the West Stand open today. I think that was fully open. I think there were guys in the West. They were down yes. in front of me. Uh, the cold blow lane in was entirely shut, and the yes. upper decks of the west, uh, the east, was shut. But the yeah. the lower were was certainly in 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 the rain. Yeah, they, um, that would have been harsh afternoon. Nothing to entertain you. And no, you and the Sheffield fans near you who were dry. Pet. Yeah, well, we were, I was I was all right though. Good. Um, I don't know if that's any consolation to those fans in the lower east, but I was all right. So nice. um, that's that, that was that. Um, that's the FA Cup run done, Joe. Um, Good, good. Focus on We've made the point already. It, it does strike me. Um, we, we've clearly got January, the, tra- the transfer window and opportunities. Um, once you get past our first choice, 11, Joe, once yep. you get below the surface, it, we just don't have any depth, mate, do we? Yep. There's the, no, it's always going to be the issue. Yeah. But then it, so that was kind of where I was having some fun today. So, you know, this is where... It'll be on. I love the rumor of new American buyers in Millwall. I think yeah. American football investor has to be like the most popular search term nowadays. <laughs> like that'll just get you so many clicks on your story. So I was reading that this morning. And I I'm think like, it's since the pound went parity with the dollar. I think we've become very attractive. <laughs> well, and, and the MLS buy-in is stupid at this point. Yeah, in America, yeah. there's just no reason. We, that is an entirely different podcast uh, yeah. for a different day. But this is going to be a time where we're going to have to see Barrelson either pay up for a young guy or there are a lot of players on six-month expiring contracts that we could loan out for. Uh, I'm thinking yeah. a lot of, in a lot of these uh, lower-level, lower-level, lower Premier League clubs, if there's anybody we can get at Forest at a discount rate, I don't love Lyle Taylor, but it would be something. These guys on expiring contracts, you know, I'm looking at teams that kind of jumped up a little quickly and yeah. have still that influx of talent that you could we, get. We need to we need we somehow need to to induce some danger in front of goal because at the moment yeah. we we just don't. Um, and I, I, you know, I I love Tom Bradshaw a bit. I I, I like Vogel. You know, I love the work rate. I love the uh, the, the the kind of general um, the vibe that you get from those players, but. Uh, are they dangerous in front of goal, Joe? No, they're not. Uh, you know, dangerous score, uh, strikers are gold dust, aren't they? I mean, everyone's yeah. looking for that. Of course. Not easy to find. But how, um, how much did you want Matt Smith a couple of weeks ago when he had the tr- a hat trick for Salford and a half? <laughs> <laughs> I love Matt Smith. Always love Matt Smith. Who doesn't? He's you know, the trot, you presence in front of goal. Exactly. He can't do um, anything else, but it's something, uh, and we've lacked that, and it's tough. Yeah, um, it's going to be an intriguing few weeks. I saw the, the report, you, you mentioned it already. The the uh, I don't know which newspaper it was over here, but they, they mentioned these mysterious American buyers who then bought uh, John, John Berylson's valuation. He, he apparently yeah. spent 100 million quid on okay. what the Lions ever since he's arrived. And he, he's, <laughs> so the report says, I don't know. It's, it wasn't from the Times, so I don't know if it's yep. some disreputable newspaper that speculates, but they were saying that the uh, the, the, the buyer's bulk, 80 million, um, which I, I don't know where they get these figures from, but um, uh, who knows? I mean, John's <laughs> been around a long time. He's been a great owner 
He Jones. loves the sport. Yeah. And I think he generally loves Millwall as well. I think it's it, it's to... remarkable because it, it, he. So I've been ever since I became a supporter. I was trying to figure out: Do I know this guy? Can I find an American connection? To, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. find my way in. How can I get on yeah. the pitch during a game? And yeah. so his whole thing <laughs> <laughs> is uh, at Brown University in Providence, Rhode Island. Right. Everything at the intercollegiate level, all their uh, soccer stuff, all has the Barrelson name on it. So. Right. That okay. is kind of one thing I've noticed from him in the United States is that the money is spent at least on, you know, structural things that last. Yeah. But I'm curious kind of how the investments go with that because there's tax benefits to doing that in the United States. Of course. Um, but then when we're talking converting money to the UK, I know a couple of years ago they had some, the family had a lawsuit about uh, something with one of their houses. So it's right. always interesting when they can come up with cash. And this is a time where, you know, we've seen the bad things of coming up with cash when you're coming up as a team with Nottingham mm -hmm. Forest, I think is a great example of spending everything too quickly. I think if they had been a little bit more, I mean, what a terrible day for them. I'm not sure if you managed to see. Yeah, they, they, they lost, was it 4-1? 4-1 at Black? One in the last goal, or their goal was in the uh, second minute of second half stoppage time. Wow. Horrible. But yeah. they've spent too much money, and then their roster didn't work out, and now they have an influx of players with that don't really fit together. And now yeah. they can't spend money. So if they've been patient, you know, you can do that. Millwall, you've got a couple pieces away, and God save us if we make it to the Premier League. It would be oh, the greatest great. thing ever. But that you, be you a... could suffer with a game of Cooper. He's going to make his <laughs> mistakes, sure. But alongside some better players, you never know. Why is Cooper right. playing? Oh, well, you see him on set pieces, right? So, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I don't know where these players are going to come from. This is where Gary Rowett needs to rely on his relationships. Around yeah. the game, and he keeps on saying, "Who's this Alex guy?" He keeps on saying, or, or Alex, Alex Aldrich is, is our yeah. is our is our recruit head honcho." Um, I, he and... better not be the only one. <laughs> uh, uh, have you ever been to Millwall, Joe? <laughs> he probably is. <laughs> he probably oh, does the tea oh, as well. I've tried to get deal with. The, <laughs> I, I love Sean up at the Millwall store. Whoo, you guys kill me. <laughs> I have dealt with you guys. No, it, so it, yeah, it, um, I mean, it's a crucial few weeks we've mm -hmm. the next big game is obviously now next week uh we're away at middlesbrough um we we desperately need to get some presence up front yes. um yes, at the moment that's a chance too, too lightweight for for me but we'll see well, um we should beat boro it's their caper the american zach stefan it happens if you just get shots on goal he will allow a dumb rebound it's yeah. why he wasn't in the U.S. men's national team. That's why Ethan Horvath got on the team over him. He allows too many rebounds. So uh, this is the game of where Rowett needs to be. Like, guys, everything I've told you to do offensively before, don't listen to me. Do everything <laughs> opposite of Rowett ball, and we'll figure in it fairness out. To, in fairness to the signings we've made, I mean, obviously I'm thinking of, of Fleming, yeah. Zian, and, uh, and, and Andreas Vogelsammer. Um, and to some extent, the loans. I mean, the, the recruitment has been pretty mm -hmm. good by middle standards. We, we've had a few duds in the past. Um, Can I take credit know, for the Vogel Sammer one on an American perspective? Yeah, go, yeah. Jordan Peefock. He replaced him in the Union Berlin lineup. Jordan yeah. Peefock, number 45, American. So then we get right. Vogel Sammer. So I think that's, of course, how it works. So again, Americans helping out Millwall. That's, that's just wanted to point it out. 
It's like the like I, I, I remember when when John Berrelson first came to us back in two thousand and seven. I think it was yep. two thousand six, possibly. Um, I, I wrote a thing for one of the websites describing uh, describing his presence as like the U.S. cavalry coming around a corner in an old western, because I don't <laughs> think there was anyone else at the time. And anyway, he's, he's been a great, great um, good steward of the club ever since. So long, long may he continue. Um, <laughs> he would we'll love sure well, the new, new ownership. I don't know. I don't know the strength of that story. It, it, uh, I don't know. It, I hope it's not true. It's not fun. Now, I can't, I can't let you go, Joe, because people are going to be saying, who's this bloke? How, yep. how, does, how does this uh, native of Chicago come to be a Millwall fan? You've got, you've got to tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about yourself and how you come yep. to follow the Lions, mate. It, I can see on your wall behind you, you've got yep. a Den plaque. I got a little bit of a Den plaque. Uh, yeah. I, it, it, it's fun when you have friends over and you call your place the Den and then you have to explain it. Uh, further and then be like, well, it's actually the new den. Well, this is then the newer, newer den, and we're trying to get a newer, newer den, but that's a whole different discussion. So, I admittedly was not the biggest soccer football fan growing up. You know, United States, we have our struggles until recently, it wasn't really easy to get on broadcast television. And yeah. the Chicago teams, for better or for worse, the women's team, the Red Stars, they've been great, but they largely play outside of the city. And then until recently, the Chicago Fire, uh, where guys like Jesse Marsh have played, uh, no one particularly. Oh, uh, Slonina, the new keeper for Chelsea, who maybe right. we can get him on loan in the future. That would be kind of yeah, nice. I don't know if he can be. handle the dead now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if I'm being honest, he... Uh, yeah, his social media has gotten funny in the last month. But uh, so I hadn't been the biggest soccer fan. I kind of had gotten into it just kind of, on the, uh, you know, I'm a big sports fan, love everything. Yeah, baseball yeah. was great. You, which bio. Is, yeah, yeah. yeah, baseball is one of my favorites, but it's boring as all hell. Uh, if you're trying to, I don't know if anyone's trying to go to that Cubs Cardinals game. In, when it's in London, we'll, just we'll know. save that up. For, we're going to save baseball up for another podcast, Good. but we'll do that as a separate thing. I'll come Good, back to you because I have a whole separate thing of advice. But either way, so I was just kind of moving on from fan, uh, not moving on, but finding yeah. some other soccer teams. I'd worked for a team in New York, and then I'm studying in 2018 at Queen Mary in London. You know, East London, okay. Central yeah. Line over there with my mate Jake, uh, yeah. and Jake and I on a Saturday needed something to do. And a fun thing. I'm a sports freak, and yeah. I'd never been to an English football match, any of it. And we were thinking we were going to go to Watford. And then I looked it up on a map. And so we're in East London trying to go on the tube yep. to Watford. Not a good idea. No, it's a long, long way. No. It's a fair old track. Yeah. And then my buddy, he's like, well, let's see this Millwall thing. And I'm like, no, oh, okay. <laughs> and then he sends me the video or the uh, London bomb thwarting story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. and so that was enough for me to be like, oh, yeah, let's go. All right, let's let's try this out. (laughs) So I I made sure I had the match report up. So this was on Saturday, October 6th, 2018, when we were playing Aston Villa against Jack Grealish and Tammy Abraham. So a top team, really good. Grealish was a name I'd known because everyone knows those calves. You know, my God. I, different discussion for a different day but so we show up great atmosphere everyone's screaming all this and i i, I just you know i've been a bit of a counterculture person to a point in my life okay but i get in the den you know let him come goes on all that yeah, yeah, yeah and then the no one likes us legitimately captured me 
Okay. And for a solid five minutes, I'm like, okay, where am I? You know, really <laughs> processing this. I've been to hundreds of sporting events in my life. I, I grew up a fan of Michael, not Michael Jordan's Bulls, the ones after them that were way yeah, worse. Yeah, Bulls. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So grew up rooting for them. I, I've been there. I've, I've seen the Chicago Bears make it to the Super Bowl. Nothing right. compared to the passion that you could feel over nothing really happening. <laughs> you know, when you just hear at, at, a, at a visitor's throw-in, uh, it was just infatuating to me. I'm, I'm turning around, like, uh, thank God I didn't, like, take a picture before the game because someone in the row ahead of us uh, took a picture and they were getting just screamed at by everyone, oh, you tourists, yada, 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 and all this. And I'm like, Jake, we're not taking a picture cool sorry sorry families who care what we're doing on a saturday <laughs> not happening and then tammy abraham scores everyone yep. just goes absolutely and it's like well this guy's fabulous what can we do yeah. if you're going to give up a goal whatever and then we score right before half and just the energy from that goal and it's a fergie goal so i proceeded to spend the next year screaming fergie um because for us it's the music artist right okay uh, oh all right i get it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so right. for me and my buddy jake we'd scream like fergie at each other in campus in ohio where we went to school normally <laughs> and people would be so thrown off this is a very strange conversation for me <laughs> of course hey you know what it's only gonna get worse uh i mean there there's so much and then so well i'm about to bring up tom elliott here we go. So oh, really? Of course. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, Well, yeah, so yeah. he, right after halftime, scores the match winner, 48 minutes. Yeah. Uh, Neil Harris's side goes home. And it's funny because I was thinking about that match, and I'm like, wow, we really just kind of played it direct to Elliot and then direct to Morrison. And then as I yeah, started yeah. following the team more, I'm like, oh, yeah. my God, that's what we always do. That's, that's it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the, the, to think of Tom Elliott positively was remarkable. But so, yeah, that was my first that was day at the Den. And then, you know, I went, so I was there until the end of December 2018. I yeah. think I went to six more matches. Right. Uh, my birthday, my parents were in town because it was around Thanksgiving, you know, that holiday yeah, that's yeah. useless that we November, celebrate. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, have to work yeah. for five days. It's great. Yep. Uh, so we went, it was against Bolton. It was a 1-1 draw, nothing. But the idea of being able to get 25 to 28 pound tickets the day of front row, I was like, dad, you won't believe where these tickets are. This is, <laughs> and then he sits down, we do that. And, you know, you see, he's like, oh, we're getting beers. I'm like, we can't have beers in the stadium. Can't have in beers. No, no, that's no, illegal. <laughs> that's, that's foreign to us, you know. That, yeah. That's part of the experience. 15, yeah. you guys think your beer price is expensive. Hoo-wee, <laughs> come to America. Uh, and so it became that kind of fandom. And then when I come back to the United States that year, uh, yeah. the ESPN Plus streaming service has every championship game on its broadcast. So you see it fairly regularly? Well, you see it. So that, that, that right. year, they okay. had right. every game for every team. Right. Then the next year, it becomes just the Sky game. So then I get into Carl and Max on Millwall TV, and that's when it really <laughs> comes into it. But between that and <laughs> another bad FA Cup memory, uh, the yeah. Brighton loss... I, oh yeah to each yeah yeah the yeah. pain i felt <laughs> that day 
I'm in, so I'm driving back to school. It's about a six hour drive from Chicago to Ohio where I was in school. And I was with the nicest kid in my car who could not give less of a shit about sports. Excuse me. (laughs) But super sweet, boring. He wants to listen to true crime. I'm like, no, I'm going to have this game on my phone dangerously while I'm driving. (laughs) So it goes to, you know, we're, we're up. And the David Marshall things happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I had to then pull us over. I'm like, we need to go get lunch. I, I can't drive while this is going on. And then we go to PK. So we're at a subway in Nowheresville, Indiana, a place I hope you never have to be. <laughs> and I watched that there. And that really, I, the pain I felt, it's the pain I feel watching the Chicago Bears, the football team, you know, they just constantly... Just screw it up. Oh, just the pain in my back. Uh, and that match, it just that really solidified it. Then the rest of the year, you get all those other games where we're doing well. You know, then we make the transition from Neil to Rowett, seeing that change barely yeah, yeah, stays yeah. on. And it, it's evolved with me. And I need it. I am obsessed now. It, it, it's fabulous. My my professors in graduate school learned what Millwall was. Like everyone now knows what this is, and it matters. You know, everyone in the states we get Premier League games. They all want to do that. I I can't stand. You know, when you yeah, join yeah. the fun big clubs or whatever, have some fun. And this was a unique opportunity, and it, it was just it threw itself into me, and I love it. This team is fabulous. It's great. That's- and we've been able to watch the evolution. I'm curious, how have you felt about the evolution of Tom Bradshaw? That this came through me earlier. Well, he's been on a he's been on a long journey because he came to us. Um, I think yeah. it was in 2018. I think he signed from Barnsley, if memory yeah. serves. Neil Harris signed him, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Well, and he was... came to us with a reputation for being a, a good finisher. You know, like a, a yeah. dangerous striker. Then he got injured. Yes. And he was out for a long while. Um, and since he's made his comeback, he's kind of re, re not relaunched himself exactly, but he's, I wouldn't describe him as a great finisher, but he's mm-hmm. a, a workhorse like I've never seen, you know, it reminds me of Jimmy Abdu in, in the, in the, in the, in the sense of never, ever, ever stop mm-hmm. running, you know, which is, I think he replaces, uh, innate skill or talent perhaps with a, a willingness to run and run and run. It's it's a great skill to have at Millwall, a great trait to have at Millwall, I should say. It is. And the one thing I'm curious about, remember when he used to dive a lot? Allegedly. Uh... In his first few years with us, I think it was two years ago, right before his last injury, he got a penalty called on one of those. Right. And on replay, we see it and we're like, oh, he's never going to get another he's, call. He's in gone it. down easily he, there. He's yeah. gone down. Yeah. And then the next four or five months, I'm like, oh, if you just stayed up, you, you might have gotten the call. And then after he came back last year from his injury, it, it has been remarkable. He seems like a different guy. Like he, he's stronger under himself almost. Like he's playing bigger. Yeah, he's, uh, 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 clearly, clearly they must work on, uh, you know, state the obvious, Nick, but, uh, you know, they must work on their game, isn't they, in training. And, and you know, he, I, I don't, I've never seen him as a striker who's uh, innately dangerous in the box. Mm-hmm. He He's okay, um, but he's certainly uh, gone from the initial expectation of being a sharp finisher into someone that will just give you everything every game. And it's, you know, I take my hat off to him because 
I don't know where he gets the energy from. <laughs> I, neither do I, and it's it's what I love about him. You love that player, though. It, it's fabulous. Those matches where it seemed there was nothing when Jed was here, when he would be running down at the end. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's invigorating, and I think it's part of the frustration with Bury, right? Is that we don't necessarily always see that out of him. Uh, Bury's got more talent in his little finger than, than many many players will I ever know. have. But it's the work part, yeah. Joe. That's that's where you gotta. It, you, you're not gonna. You know. You can't come to the den and expect one run in a in a blue moon nope. to sustain you. It's not that nope. kind of club. You've got to give it all every single time. So. Yeah. Sorry for um, looking away. I just saw the. Wrexham beat Coventry, and now I'm going to have to answer a lot of texts. You are very. I'm going to close the conversation, John. I'm going to tell you, you're a very eccentric man, and I like that. I appreciate this is a show, this is a show for eccentric people. So I'm going to say thank you to Joe. I've got to go and get get my own uh, stuff sorted out now. So thank you, huge thank you for coming. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Joe. My pleasure. Um, be great to do this again sometime. We will talk about some baseball when the season starts. Oh, oh, if you want to, I got five minutes. We'll limit it at five minutes. <laughs> Big thank you, Joe Chats, all the way from Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> you nailed it. Nailed it. I always wanted to say that. It, it, thank you for not saying Illinois. Achtung, Millwall. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.